Yo, yo. Welcome to Knowledge with Homage. Motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna let this just ride out. We got time. Yes, yes, what's up everybody? And welcome to another episode of Knowledge with Homage. My name is David Castle, and I'm the dude who does this shit. So thank you so much for tuning in. Got a fun show today, you know, it's not too serious. And uh, I'm just going to tell you a cool story about uh, some shit that I've done. Let me adjust my equipment here. And uh, yeah, so let's just get right into it. Today, woke up this morning, checked out the news and shit. And noticed that there was a uh, a train derailment over there in near Elko, near um, in the middle of Nevada. It's the middle of nowhere, really. It's just a fucking desert. And this train was uh, carrying all these all these weapons and grenades and shit, and also aluminum oxide, which is what they spray in the chemtrails. It's a large portion of that. That's what gives you autism and Alzheimer's and all that good stuff. That's why they're spraying with you, spraying it on you, partially. And uh, it was going to the Hawthorne Weapons Depot. It was where this train was destined to. So it was cruising through the Nevada desert. And then it just uh, completely derailed and got all fucked up. And like 26 cars just smashed together. And uh, it's kind of crazy. I'll, re- I'll read you the story right here. So this is through Business Insider. But there's a lot of different uh, news outlets covering this. It says, A train carrying grenades and bombs derailed in Nevada. Now, I saw another headline that said uh, a train carrying aluminum oxide. And that was through, uh, like, Fox Las Vegas. Let me try to find that one, too. Blah, blah, blah. What does it say? Anyways, I'll just read you this one. So it says, yeah, a train carrying grenades and bombs derailed in Nevada. It has a little bullet points. has a picture of it. It looks pretty fucked up. And there's all this white stuff everywhere, and that's the aluminum oxide. That's what they're spraying on us with the chemtrails. And it says, A public safety alert from the Elko City and County Public Safety Department posted on Twitter said that the train derailed around 10.20 a.m. on Wednesday. 22 cars derailed in the incident, but no hazardous materials materials were involved and no one was injured, Union Pacific said. Of course they're going to say that. The only material spilled was vegetable oil. That's bullshit, though, because it was uh, they had the uh, aluminum in there, and they're just acting like that's not hazardous. Anyways, it says cars were carrying bombs, ammonium nitrate, and grenades. But they were located on the opposite end of the train, away from the derailment. Derailment. And it gets into the story. So it says, a train carrying bombs, ammonium nitrate, and grenades has derailed in Elko County, Nevada. But all that that spilled was vegetable oil. So what? What's up with trains? You can have, uh, you got bombs and guns and bombs and, you know, grenades and shit. And then vegetable oil? So, like, what, they're going to drop off the bombs at the military place and then go to somewhere and drop off the vegetable oil? Or does the military place need the vegetable oil, too? I don't know. I guess they got to eat, too. They like fried foods. 
Uh, Union Pacific Railroad, which was overseeing the train involved, said 22 cars derailed near Wells, Nevada, about 10.20 a.m. local time on Wednesday. No hazardous materials were involved and no one was injured, UP spokesman Tim McMahon told the Elko Daily. The Elko County Sheriff's Department said in a Facebook post that the train was carrying munitions, but they were located on the opposite end of the train away from the derailment. Rail cars containing munitions are located at the opposite end of the train away from the derailment, the Sheriff's Department said. Video posted on Twitter appeared to show smoke billowing from the train. Emergency responders said they found a white powdery substance all over the ground near the derailment. The Sheriff's Department said the powder was aluminum oxide. Now that's a toxic chemical right there that will fuck you up. Fucks your brain up. Um, A public safety alert from the Elko County and County Public Safety Department posted on Twitter said the train was carrying grenades, bombs, and ammonium nitrate, a chemical compound commonly used in fertilizers and explosives. Lieutenant McKinney of the Elko County Sheriff's Office told Fox 13 he believed the train was also carrying military munitions. Wouldn't grenades and bombs and, and ammonium nitrate, which is used to build bombs, be classified as military munitions? Or is that just going to some fucking guy who orders bombs by the train load? The Elko County Sheriff's Office said Interstate 80 was closed temporarily in both directions near Wells in northeast Nevada following the derailment. Union Pacific started a cleanup of the area almost immediately. McMahon told the Elko Daily that an investigation into the derailment was underway. Dude, that I just watched this episode of Breaking Bad where they fucking stopped the train and then still stole all the methylamine so they could make more meth. Uh, I've never watched Breaking Bad before. I just started. It's pretty dope, I gotta admit. But, um, yeah, that's what it reminded me of. I'm like, oh, shit, maybe somebody, you know, fucking looted the train. You know, some old Jesse James type shit and just derailed the train, stole a bunch of guns and bombs, or maybe there's something secret in the train. I don't know. Maybe I'm going out on a limb here and they just fucked up and they suck at driving trains, but... Continuing with the article, in 2004, flammable cargo, including, including ammonium nitrate, exploded at the Ryongchang rail station in North Korea, near its border with China. The disaster killed at least 54 people and injured 1,249, according to the New York Times. Um, And that's all they say. So this was a shitty article. It doesn't say where it was destined to, which was the Hawthorne Army Depot, and that's the largest weapons facility in the whole world. There's more guns and bombs and bullets and shit and fucking nuclear warheads and just all this shit there's more of that in the middle of Nevada than anywhere else in the whole entire world. The Har- the Hawthorne Army Depot right there next to Walker Lake is, uh, yeah, it has the most fucking bombs and shit. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about that because that's where <clears throat> that's where this train was headed to. And uh, it, it's interesting to think. Now, I, I'm in these, like, this chemtrail fucking Facebook group where, where people just put up stories and talk about stories relating to that. Which is cool because you learn a lot from it because there's nowhere else to really find information on that. They're not going to talk about it in the mainstream media. So um, it's hosted by the author Elena Freeland who wrote the book Chemtrails Harp and the Full Spectrum Dominance of Planet Earth. And her second book Under an Ionized Sky, the Full Spectrum Dominance of Earth. Or did I just say that? Anyway, she has two books and they're, one of them's a sequel which is Under the Ionized Sky. And... Um, People were mentioning that the aluminum oxide or aluminum nitrate or whatever, uh, it's a large component of what's being sprayed in the skies right now. So it's interesting to think, and I was kind of putting two and two together, and this train 
which was carrying who knows how much, you know, amongst the, the bombs and the guns and shit, they had the aluminum, and it was going to the Hawthorne Weapons Depot, Hawthorne Army Depot is the official name of it, and that's the largest armaments facility in the whole entire world. So maybe that's where they're storing the shit. And, uh, you know, they come pick it up by the truckload or whatever and bring it to the airports to be put on the planes. I mean, there has to be a logistical aspect of it, right? And the shit's got to come from somewhere, and it's got to be stored somewhere. And what better place than the Hawthorne Army Depot? I mean, like, dude, you can't even grasp the fucking how big this thing is unless you drive by it. You can look at um, satellite photos on Google Maps. Just look up Walker Lake, Nevada. Or you could look up Hawthorne Army Depot and just see how many bunkers are here. I mean, there's thousands upon thousands. I think tens of thousands. It's an insane fucking amount. And each one of these things is like the size of a Costco. So you can imagine how much stuff is stored there and how much room there is. And there could be underground facilities underneath that shit. Like, who really knows what's going on under that? Because they have those boring machines that can create just massive holes in the earth. And uh, that's what Yucca Mountain is, which is also in Nevada, where they wanted to store the nuclear waste. And they wanted to transport that by train. Imagine that. You're transporting all of this nuclear waste across 44 states because you're going from all the way on the East Coast, which is where most of the nuclear uh, reactors are for making energy and stuff. They were going to take all of that nuclear waste, put it on trains, and then transport it to Nevada to put inside of Yucca Mountain which was a stupid fucking idea. and But they still hollowed out the whole entire mountain, and it's absolutely massive. I mean, just a matter... Like, I don't know if, if any of you been, have been to Nevada or driven through it, uh, you would know how big these mountains are. Nevada's the most mountainous state in the United States. There's just mountains everywhere. So they took one of these giant fucking sagebrush volcanic mountains... And just hollowed it out, made a big hole in it, and then um, they tried to get legislation passed where they would put all of the nuclear waste there, but it, it didn't pass. I think they put some in there, but it's not, like, fully functional, which is good because it is very geologically unstable. It's uh, Nevada gets a shitload of earthquakes, so... You know, if there's an earthquake and all the nuclear waste gets fucked up, then you got a problem. It'll seek into the water table. It's also all sand there, so... Most of our water comes from groundwater and uh, under the ground and shit, you know? So if the nuclear waste seeps into the ground, gets in the groundwater, we're all fucked. And that's not good. So anyways, um, a lot of weird shit happens in Nevada. Let me tell you about the Hawthorne Army Depot where this train was destined. Uh, It says, The Hawthorne Army Depot is a U.S. Army ammunition storage depot located near the town of Hawthorne in western Nevada in the United States. Now, I had a buddy, my friend CJ used to live in Hawthorne, or he used to have to go visit his dad out there, and he said it fucking sucked. And there was only, like, one hot chick that every dude's banged, <laughs> or something like that. I don't know, man. Hawthorne does, it's not fucking cool. You don't want to live there. And no offense to anyone who lives here, but I don't know. Not much going on, except military shit. It says, it is directly south of Walker Lake. The depot covers 147,000 acres or 226 square miles, and has 600,000 square feet of storage space in 2,427 bunkers. The Hawthorne Weapons Army Depot is the world's largest depot and is divided into three ammunition storage and production areas plus an industrial area housing command headquarters, facilities, engineering shops, etc. Um, It says it was established in 1930 and was redesignated... 
Hawthorne Army Ammunition Plant in 77. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It, anyways, it's got a fucking shitload of guns and bombs. Like, it's the world's biggest weapons depot. Imagine if somebody blew that up. Like, if Russia, if we did go to war with Russia or China or some country actually capable of blowing us up. Imagine if they blew this place up, man. I would be fucked over here in Carson City. It's just crazy, man. It's fucking huge. And, uh, but they're all underground and stuff, like, but it's kind of eerie when you drive by it, because if you drive from uh, northern Nevada down to Vegas, you have to drive by it. And, uh, fucking, like, 15 minutes, and it's just nothing but bunkers, and you're going 70 miles an hour, so that's, that's a lot of space to be filled up with guns and bombs. I mean, it's enough weaponry to blow up the world, like, 50 times. It's just crazy. So that's where this train was destined, and uh, it got, I was putting two and two together, like, shit, maybe they're stashing a bunch of chemtrail shit there, you know, all the supplies, all the ingredients. And uh, and I was also thinking how the Desert Research Institute in Reno is heavily involved in geoengineering research and weather modification. There's a whole lot of space for uh, fucking Air Force bases and shit in Nevada, they got a bunch of those around here, too, so it just kind of makes sense. Maybe it's all headquartered there, or maybe they got them all around. I don't know. All I know is a bunch of chemtraily aluminum oxide is uh, sitting in the desert right now, but no worries. It's getting sprayed on us every day. I don't think they're uh, worried about running out. Anyways, <clears throat> the reason why I tell you that is because it reminded me of the time I hopped the train, so... That was fucking crazy, and I, I want to tell you the whole story of it. It was, hmm, I think it was 2016, 2015. I used to have a roommate whose name was Matt. Matt's a very smart dude. He's a big dude. He's like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, or something, and a uh, philosophy major, very smart guy, well-spoken, a very philosophical guy, and he used to live in Buffalo, New York, and he actually hopped a train and went all the way from Buffalo, New, Buffalo, New York to uh, Nevada. That's how he got here. So he went all the way across the country. He did this multiple times. And he would always tell me about it. And uh, I was like super interested. I was like, what? That's fucking crazy. Do you straight up hop the train? You know, like like the old days. I didn't know people really did that shit, you know? And uh, he just broke it all down for me, man. And really, really got me interested in it and wanting to do it. And he had this book. It was called the the Hop Out Guide, and um, this is like an underground book. You're not, you can't get unless you're deep into the train hopping game. Like they they ain't just handing this shit out. It's like super secret, you know. Somehow he was able to get it through his um, train hopping expeditions. He he met another dude who had it, and the dude gave it to him, and it's sick, dude. Like the. The whole book is just listing all these different hop-out spots. Now, a hop-out spot is somewhere where you hide and wait for the train. Or you just chill there. You don't even got to really hide. But it's like there's coverage. And you don't got to worry about the bulls. And the bulls are the train cops. And they'll come and arrest you or kick you out or whatever. And uh, the hop-out guide tells you exactly where to hang out. Like where you'll be safe. And there will be no worry about you getting caught. And then where you hop on the train. Where the train's going. What time you'll expect the train. And it's super fucking detailed. Like, it'll say... One second here. Get out, buddy. Get out of here. (coughs) 
My bad, had my dog walk in. So yeah, the, the hop-out guide is super detailed, like it's amazing. It'll say, walk down, you know, go to the corner of these two streets, and then walk down the street, and there will be a fence on your right-hand side, and then there will be a hole in the fence, and then you got to go through that hole, and uh, you can hide near this bush. I mean, it's like that detailed. It tells you exactly where to go, and uh, the whole country, I mean, all of the United States is covered with these these rail lines. You can get anywhere by train in the U.S., and that's a big reason why we industrialized so quick and just fucking took shit over because once the train got invented, they just laid all this railway, and it's just fucking everywhere, and you can go across the whole country, and we just have this fabulous railway infrastructure that just goes all around that people don't really utilize except these kids hopping trains. So, yeah, man, it's really like some old-school shit. I mean, hopping trains used to be a big thing back during the uh, the Great Depression. You could see some really dope photos of it. I remember reading the whole history of it when I was doing it, and it was really interesting. You see people just packed onto these trains, like fucking riding below it or uh, on top of it, and uh, just hobos, you know? And that's how people got around. You didn't have no money. And you were trying to go west to California because everything in the Great Plains was all fucked up. It was the Dust Bowl era. So you couldn't grow any food or anything. And shit was fucked. And California was like the promised land. So people would hop trains and try to get to California. And people went and grew food there. Which is, you know, California is one of the most wealthiest fucking places in the whole world. Like if they were allowed to grow food and they weren't getting fucked with by the geoengineering and these man-made droughts and things like that. Like, just in California, I think if if it was a country, the GDP, the gross domestic product of California, would be, like, fucking, like, fourth or fifth in uh, countries, like, most wealthy countries. Maybe it's seventh or something, but it's up there. I mean, for one state, like, California's pretty badass. It has a lot of potential, and it's a shame how much the government is fucking it up. California's, like, in the main target of shit they're trying to fuck up. California and New York and, I don't know, it's weird. Anyways, um, so yeah, Matt has the hop-out guide, and it's really interesting, and uh, it tells you where to hop out in Reno, and I'm not going to tell you exactly where, I'm not going to give away the secret, but um, I'll let you know we were, we were chilling under a bridge. So, I went and got all the shit, I went and got a hammock, because uh, Matt said the only way to roll in a fucking train is in a hammock. You sling that shit up, and then you just sit in it, and you're good, and you're like hidden and concealed, so they can't see you, and then you just cruise, and you're good to go. So went to Sportsman's Warehouse, bought a hammock, and uh, got a pretty nice one. It was green. And then um, got a bag full of shit. Um, I brought my camera, my VX2000, and my skateboard, and we are good to go. So we took a bus up to Reno from Carson City. It's like 20 minutes. And then went to the hop-out, guy, or hop-out spot. And just chilled there in the bushes. We were actually in the wrong spot. We were just chilling in the bushes. It was like July or August. It was hot as fuck. And we're just, we're there for like five minutes. We're already covered in dirt. And there's fucking spiders. And we're just in the bushes, you know? Like not even the good bushes, just the weeds. And shit's just fucked up. And we're in the train yard hiding there because you're not allowed to be there. And there's like, they're called bulls. And those are the train cops. And they're always patrolling and checking out the train because it's it's a major operation, you know. There's a lot of valuable shit on a train and they don't want people hopping it or fucking with it in any way. So you got to hide and be low-key. And uh, we're sitting there in the bushes 
we got all our shit and we already just look homeless like we're not homeless but we certainly fucking look homeless and when you look homeless people fucking treat you like you're homeless like they look down on you and i never experienced this before because i'm all you know i always dress relatively decent you know and you could just tell like when someone's a, a, a transient or whatever you know homeless or just traveling around they got a big bag they're all dirty and uh they just look grimy and shit but they're good people, you know. I've always been homies with these people. They used to show up to the park all the time, come chill and smoke weed and just do whatever. So I've always just been more homies in, in my eyes. But to the average, normal, everyday person, you look like a piece of shit. And they fucking treat you like that. So me and Matt are sitting in the bushes. It's hella hot. It's like 100 degrees. And <laughs> there's no shade or anything. And it just fucking sucked. And we looked at each other. We're like, dude, let's. And we're there for like three hours, you know, and no sign of a train. You never know when the train is coming. You just wait and like hope the fucking train comes. So we had been there for so long already, and it's hot and shitty. We're sweaty and dirty, and we're like, dude, fuck this. Let's go chill somewhere with air conditioning for a little while, and then we'll come back. Like, we won't go far. If we see the train, we'll run back and jump on it. And uh, so we decided to go to a nearby mall, the Legends Mall in Sparks. And uh, we get there and we're walking by, you know, we're walking down. It's an open mall. It's not like inside, but we have our big ass bags. And I guess we're quite the sight to behold because everyone's looking at us weird as fuck. Like I said, we're all dirty and we just look like bums and shit. And we decide to go see a movie, buy our tickets for the movie and we're all ready to go in there. And then someone, like the manager, comes out from the movie theater and fucking kicks us out. He says we can't watch the movie. And we're like, what the fuck? We just bought the tickets, you know? And uh, he wouldn't let us watch the movie because we, we looked homeless or whatever. We looked like bums. And we had big bags. I think it was more about the bags than, like, our appearance. But it all played together, you know? And I was like, well, what if we just give you our bags and you, you hold them back there or something? They're like, nah, nah, we can't let you do it. Sorry about that, and uh, fucking kicked us out. Can you believe that? Like, I've never been kicked out of a movie theater for no reason. We weren't starting a scene. We weren't doing nothing. But uh, they didn't like us. They didn't like the appearance of us, so that was lame. Fucking assholes. Fuck them. And now we just we ain't got nowhere to go, so we decided to start walking back towards the train. No, actually, we didn't go to the train. We went to this little park. We went to the Sparks Marina, and we're just chilling there. And I was skating around, fucking around, and then uh and then we see the train come by, like like five blocks away. And we like hear it. We hear the doo doo the fucking train horn, you know? So we're like, oh shit. And then we start running towards it. I'm skating. Matt's like running. And uh we get there. And there was another way to get there. There was like you go by this business and then you go through this hole in the fence and then you're right there on the train tracks. But you're like in the middle of the train facility so they can, you know, you're kind of exposed. And anybody who's working at the businesses, it's like a grocery store, uh, like storage place or whatever where they load up the trucks. And there was just a bunch of people. So we're walking through and we're clearly like vagrants, you know, or like bums or train hoppers or whatever. And everyone's just looking at us and shit. And we're like hiding under the semi truck, waiting for our time to hop on. But the train never stopped. And it was just sketchy. And we're like, ah, we decided not to do it. When we knew we could have, 
and we all we both regretted not doing it but we're kind of sketched out because trains are no joke man like they it's a fucking train and if you fall under the train you are completely fucked it's gonna cut you in half and you're dead so we didn't really want to hop on it while I was moving. It was moving. I think Matt didn't want me to do it because I had never done it before, and he didn't want me to die because they'd have to like explain to my brother why I died, and it would just be awkward. So we fucking missed it, and it was bullshit. And then uh, we found a better spot to chill, which was under the bridge, and then we found out that that was like the legit hop-out spot because you could see all the bum tagging and shit. And uh, I got videos of all this stuff. You can look on my Instagram. I just reposted uh, what I did. My Instagram is homage with a zero, H-0-M-A-G-E. And uh, I made a little video of it. So we're chilling under this bridge, me and Matt. Man, and we're there again for like five more hours. It's just boring as fuck. And there's nothing to do. You just wait. And chill. I mean, I think that's why everyone drinks who does it, mostly. I wasn't drinking because I didn't want to get all wasted and die on the train. So I was just, like, smoking weed and chilling. We brought, like, a book and, you know, headphones and listen to music and read your book or just do whatever to pass the time. Look at the graffiti and the bum shit on the walls. And just did that for, like, five more hours, but no train ever showed up. But it was a sweet spot, like... You could tell that was the legit spot to chill at because there was like, no, it was just legit. You were all concealed. It was under this bridge, nice and shady. I mean, it's dirty as fuck still, and there's probably someone living there right now, but it was the legit spot, so we were no longer in the weeds. We were in the nice, you know, it was like moving up from Motel 6 to the Four Seasons. So life was getting better, and we were on the right track, but, you know, time rolls, time goes on. It's like 9 or 10. And, uh, fucking no train, man. I think we missed the train for the day. But the train comes every day. You just never know when it's going to come. So we were like, fuck this. And we called it quits and um, went home. I had my friend pick us up, went and chilled, and then he gave us a ride home back to Carson. And, uh, yeah, we were a little bummed that we didn't get it. And I was kind of turned off of train hopping at this point because we didn't even get on the train. We just sat somewhere and did nothing all day. And it kind of sucked, you know, I'm not going to lie. And I was like, damn, this is a weird mode of existence. Like, you just, it's just a totally different wavelength and, you know, time moves differently. You just ain't doing nothing. You're chilling and just chilling. And Matt loves doing that. Me, I get a little antsy. I need to be doing something. I get bored easily. So we leave, go back home, and decide we're going to come back the next night. Now, we, when we were chilling under the bridge, we decided to do a little more exploring, see if we could find an even better spot. And we found this nice grassy area where we could hang up our hammocks and just chill and still, like, no one would know where we were. So we did that the next night. We decided to go back around dusk so it wouldn't be so hot, and we would just chill all night and wait for the train. So that's what we did. And we went to this grass spot, hung up our hammocks, just fucking chilled all night, basically, and uh, even got some sleep, like, I actually, you know what, no, I didn't get no sleep, and we waited all night, and then the train rolled up at like 7 a.m. the next day, so I, we're just chilling outside all night, it was kind of like camping, it was pretty cool, actually, except for all the bum shit, like, it wasn't like a nice camping spot, it was like you're camping in a park where people do meth, 
That was basically what it was like. So, you know, it was all right. Uh, right next to the freeway. And um, the train rolls up about 7 a.m. And we're like, oh, shit, we're like stoked now. Like, finally, let's do it. And Matt taught me this way of tying up your hammock where you just pull this one string and it just immediately fucking detaches. It's called the Siberian Hitch. That's that's the name of the knot. So if, you, uh, if you're a hammock lover and you want to be able to get out of your hammock fast but still have a nice secure knot, look up how to do the Siberian Hitch because that shit is really useful. And uh, every year when it comes hammock season, I always forget how to tie the Siberian Hitch. And it fucking, I feel like a dumbass when I don't know how to do it. And then I got to look it up every time. And then I forget the name. But I've, I vowed to myself the other day that I'm never going to forget about the Siberian Hitch again. So anyways, um, we fucking rip the cord on the Siberian Hitch. The hammocks come tumbling down. And then we're off to hop on the train. Now... When a train pulls into somewhere, not everywhere, but certain spots, it's got to, like, take off certain cars and, and and rearrange shit and, like, attach the cars back together and stuff. And there's a lot involved with it. So it was dope, though. We pull up and, like, we're, we're walking by and looking to where to get. And there's a few different ways to hop on a train and not get caught. There's a... Uh, and there's a bunch of different kinds of trains, too. And the, the kind of train that we were hopping on was called a junk train. That's what Matt called it, at least. And uh, basically, it's carrying empty cargo. There's nothing really in it, and it's just empty boxcars that are being transported to another place to get loaded up and go somewhere else. So it, it's not high priority. It moves really slow. Like I think max speed's like 45 miles per hour or something. And uh, But the good part is, like, well, for, there's only like a couple engineers on the shit anyways, like people working on the train. So you don't really got to worry about getting fucked with. You're more likely to get caught like hopping on or off. But as long as you don't hop off in the train yard, you're probably going to be good. Um, anyways, we walked up to the train and we're checking it out and fucking found a nice open boxcar. Just like in the movies, you know, like what the people write on in the movies. And shit was perfect. We're like six. So we hop in. And we're kind of like hiding in the corner, so if someone walked by, they wouldn't be able to see us. And we just wait there for like an hour, and then the train doesn't move at all. And then it starts moving, like a little bit. We're like, oh shit, here we go. And then it stops. And we're like, oh fuck. And then we're waiting for like another hour, so we're like, okay, this sucks. And then we go back and hide under the bridge, and then we're waiting for the train to leave, or for some sort of signal that it's going to leave. And keep in mind, we haven't had no sleep. Maybe Matt slept a little bit, but I couldn't sleep because it was cold and, like, the cold air was coming through my hammock on the bottom. And it just sucked. And um, so I go to the gas station, get some supplies, you know, some coffee or whatever. And we come back. When I get back, the train's, like, about to move. So we hop on and, you know, we're fucking stoked. Let's do it, you know? The train starts rolling. We're good to go. And uh goes for a little bit. We're going, it's like a couple minutes now. And then it stops. And uh, we're a little bit farther down the line. So we're basically stuck in the, the boxcar. There ain't nowhere for us to go. Which is cool, because we're going to move eventually. It's just a matter of time. But, uh, oh no, Matt has to take a shit. He has to take his morning shit. So, luckily there was a porta potty like 500 feet away. It wasn't, eh, maybe like 100 yards, I don't know. But, um... <laughs> is that what's more 100 yards or 500 feet 
Maybe it was a thousand yards. I don't know. It was within. You could see it, and it wasn't that far. It was walking distance. So he goes, and he's like, "Fuck! What if the train leaves while I'm taking a shit, dude?" And I'm like, well, "It's a risk you gotta take. I mean, you're either gonna hop the train or take a shit. Hopefully, you'll be able to do both. But I can't stop the train for you. I'm not driving." So you know, when nature calls, you gotta do what you gotta do. So he went to the porta potty, handled his business. And sure enough, he's in the fucking shitter, and the thing starts taking off. And it's like, chooka 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 and it's fucking going, man. It's not going fast or nothing, but he's like, oh, shit. And then he runs out of the porta potty I think he finished. Who knows? I couldn't smell nothing after, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. And, uh, yeah, the train's moving, and then he had to hop onto the moving train regardless. Luckily, he's a big dude. And, you know, like I say, he's like 6'5 or something, so he was able to just hop on no problem. Like, if it was me, I'm like 5'9", 5'10 on a good day, maybe. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know, it would have been harder for me, like, it would be sketchy. But, because the shit's like 6 feet off the ground or something. Nah, it's probably like 5. It depends where you hop on, though. But he got on no problem. We fucking give each other a high five. And we're chilling now, like we're going, dude. And we're just rolling through Reno on a train. It was the sickest shit ever, dude, on an open boxcar. And we're just like going through downtown and stuff. Like all these places I've been a million times before, but seeing it in a new light, like from a train. Like I'm a fucking train hopper now, bro. This is tight. And uh, dude, it was amazing. It was so sick. And then we keep going. And then once you go out of Reno, so we're going like west over the mountains, kind of like northwest. Along I-80 would be the route um, that the train goes through the mountains. And it's an old-ass train route. Like, this shit was fucking next level when they built it. Like, it was built by Chinese people way back in the day during the gold rush. And it had to do with, like, the silver in Virginia City and then the gold from California and getting that from, like, the West Coast to the East Coast because there was a shitload of money. And they wanted to do the Transcontinental Railroad. And building this piece of the railroad through the Sierra Nevadas proved to be the most difficult part of the thing. And uh, they imported all these Chinese people because they could pay them less. And, you know, they were good workers and they knew what they were doing and shit. But they also, like, they were kind of racist against these Chinese people. And they treated them like shit. And a bunch of them died because it was just super harsh working conditions and just fucked up, man. Like, it's terrible storms in the winter and just, you know... The cliffs in the Sierra Nevadas are no joke, man. Like, they'll fuck you up. So building the piece at Donner Pass was, like, one of the most crazy spots. And you can go up there. There's still a place called the Donner Tunnels, which was the old train tunnel that just goes through the mountains. And then you look at it and the size of it and think that somebody built this, you know, 150 years ago with just, like, simple tools in comparison to what we have today. And it's, it's amazing. So... This is the route we're going, and it's beautiful, and it's just through the mountains and stuff. And the first thing we passed was the Truckee River. And I'm just chilling, like, on the side of the boxcar, kicked my shoes off, and uh, just got them dangling off the side over the fucking Truckee River. I'm like, man, this is this is the life. You know, I see why people do this now. It was so cool. And I had my skateboard, and I had my hammock. We set our hammocks up, and they perfectly fit in between the boxcars. And they even had these little fucking hooks on each side. And it was, like, perfect. Like, everything just fell together so perfect. So I'm on one side of the boxcar, and then Matt's on the other side. And it's loud as fuck, by the way. If you're on a train with, like, an open boxcar, 
you got to put earplugs in. But we brought, we had all our gear, so we were good to go. And, um, man, we were just fucking living the life, dude, chilling in our hammocks. I would get up and skate and do shit. You know, I did some kick flips, some tray flips. You can see it in the video. But, uh, man, it was pretty tight, dude. And I, like, rolled a few spliffs, just chilling in my hammock. And then uh, I light up a spliff. And we're going through the Sierra Nevadas. And we're pretty, we've probably been on it for, like, an hour or two now. And um, all of a sudden, I- I'm standing there smoking, kind of next to my hammock. And all of a sudden, everything just goes black, and you couldn't see shit. And Matt was over there smoking a cigarette on his side of the train, and I'm on my side smoking my spliff, and then all I could see was the cherry from his cigarette. And all I could see of me was the cherry of my spliff. Matt doesn't smoke weed. But uh, it was just fucking trippy, and you can't see nothing. You don't know where the train car ends, and you got to just feel around because it's pitch black. So I'm like feeling for my uh, my hammock, and I find it, and then I sit down in it. I, you lay down in it, and but everything starts filling up with smoke because we're going through this tunnel, and it's a long ass tunnel, man. Like you gotta put I put my shirt over my nose and my mouth because there was so much smoke, and the whole tunnel was just filled up with smoke, and it was just weird as fuck, man. Such a weird sensation. Just pitch black, smoke, like loud ass train, and you're chilling in a hammock, smoking weed. And bro, it was just the weirdest shit. And I swear to God, like this tunnel took like 15 minutes to go through. I know I smoked the whole spliff in that amount of time, and I just lit it when we got in it. So, you know, calculate that. How long does it take to smoke a spliff? I wasn't power smoking it, I was leisurely enjoying it. And, uh,. Man, it was so weird. And then eventually we break out into daylight again and the fucking smoke kind of clears out. Because think about it, if you're going through a tunnel, the smoke ain't got nowhere to go. It just totally fills up with train smoke. Trains put out a lot of smoke, man. It's a big machine. Like an insanely big machine. The amount of mass in a train is just like, it's a lot. It's, It's a big train. And then after that, me and Matt just look at each other and we walk up to each other. We're just like, dude, that was fucked up. (laughs) Because you got to yell and shit. You can't just talk normal because it's so loud. And uh, man, I just remember laughing my ass off because that was so funny. (laughs) So weird, man. And then uh, now we're back to chilling. We went through a couple more tunnels, but none as big as that. And I don't know the name of that tunnel, but... It's got to be like a fucking record-setting tunnel. That shit is big, man. Because we are going pretty fast, you know, like I said, like 45 miles per hour or something. And uh, it just felt like it lasted forever, man. I felt like I was uh, on a train to hell. Have you ever seen that episode of Hey Arnold where there's like the train that goes to hell? That's what I felt like, man. Except I was smoking weed, so it wasn't that bad. If hell's got weed, it's got to be pretty cool. Nah, I'm just kidding. But, uh, yeah, so now I'm chilling in my hammock once again. Just enjoying life, fucking having a great time, dude. Successfully riding a train illegally. And, uh, man, I'm just chilling there with my sunglasses on, dude. Just looking cool as fuck, no doubt. And, uh, Matt's over on his side. And when you go through a town, the train slows like way, way down. It goes like five miles per hour or something. So we're rolling through this little mountain town. I don't know where the fuck we are. We're just in the middle of the mountains. And, uh, 
you know how when a train goes by, you got to stop. Obviously, you got to stop your car, and then you just watch the train as it goes by. I mean, if you're stuck there and the train's going by, there ain't shit you could do. You just sit there in your car and you watch the train. Well, I'm sitting there, and we're rolling through town, and the way my hammock is set up, I'm like angled. I'm angled it at such an angle where I could see out the out the big-ass door. Now, the door is like 20 feet wide, 15 feet maybe. It's big. And it's completely open, and we like even wedged it open because we didn't want to get locked in there, because that would fucking suck. But um, so I'm angled at such a point where I could see perfectly out this big ass door, and it's just open, you know. But somebody could also see in if you're just standing outside the train, you know. And uh, I'll never forget this. This is one of my favorite memories of my whole fucking life. I'm chilling in my hammock, just chilling hard, man, chilling fucking tough. And there's this dude in this car sitting there waiting for the train to go by. And he's with his whole family. I specifically remember this because we were going pretty slow. (coughs) And uh, as we pass by, the guy fucking sees me. And he's wearing sunglasses. And he rips his sunglasses off. And he has, has a look of utter astonishment as he sees me just chilling in this hammock on this fucking train. Like, clearly not supposed to be there, but just moved right the fuck in, you know? Having a great time. And, dude, I will never forget the look on this guy's face. He was so fucking blown away and surprised to see us. Or see me. I think he only saw me. Because we looked directly at each other, like, in the fucking eyes. And he took his sunglasses off, and he's just looking at me like, what the fuck is this, you know? Like, it's something out of the movies or something. And, uh... Man, I will never forget that. That just made me so fucking happy to see that, dude. Like, that's the effect I want to have on people. I want people to just be... Man, if if you could have that effect on someone every day, you would feel like a fucking god or something. Like, (laughs) just making some miracles happen or some shit. Just by riding a train, man. It ain't that hard. But, uh, man, that was so fucking funny to see that guy do that, take his sunglasses off like that, and then look at me like that. And it wasn't like he was mad. He was just astonished. You know, it was like, it was like seeing, I don't know what it was like seeing. It was fucking weird. So that was fucking funny. And, um, man, I'll tell you what, people who are hopping train these days got it pretty easy because if you're hopping a train and, uh, you know, the train is destined for another train yard. And once you get into the train yard, that's when like the heat is on. You gotta be sneaky and shit. You gotta find a spot to hide because people are patrolling it. They gotta check all the brakes they got to check the connections between the trains. And then they have train cops. Like, they're their own version of cops who have the ability to fuck you up and take you to jail and handcuff you and probably shoot you and do whatever they want. So you got to hop out of the train before you get into the train yard. Now, if you're going somewhere you've never been before and you don't know where the train yard is, then what do you do, you know? You just got to hop out and hope you're at the right spot. Well, nowadays, because we got phones, you can just pull up the maps on your phone and see exactly where you are. And then you can see, like, where the train yard is and just hop out right before it. So Matt's, like, looking at his phone and keeping tabs on where we're at. And then we roll up into Roseville, Roseville, California. Now, we were trying to get all the way to Oregon, by the way. So we were trying to go from Reno to Roseville, transfer transfer in Roseville, and then go up to Portland, Oregon. Uh, So we roll into Roseville, and then Matt's like, all right, dude. Pack your shit up, man. We got to jump soon. I was like, what? We got to fucking jump soon? Like, out of a moving train? 
And, dude, this thing, like I said, it's like six feet off the ground, and it's usually up on, like, a mound. Like, the, the train part is elevated on, like, a pile of, of rocks, so it's on a little hill. So if you jump off, you got to jump pretty far onto some big-ass rocks. And I'm like, oh, shit. And then, uh, so I pack up all my stuff, and I got my camera. I got two cameras, actually. I got my VX2000 and then a GoPro. But the GoPro can withstand anything. I was worried about the VX, though. Because I had a big, like, backpacking backpack. I had way more gear than I needed, by the way. And uh, I was like, so which way do I throw my bag? Do I throw it with the train or, like, sideways out of the train or, like, behind the train? And then he's like, I don't know. (laughs) And then he throws his bag. I don't know if he went with the train or fucking straight out or what. And then he just jumps out. And you got to, you know, it's like in the movies, dude. When you jump out of a train, you just fucking roll and hope you're okay. Now, I had these, like, old-ass vans on where the bottoms are all fucked up because I had skated so much in them. They had holes. And just not the not the best padding, you know. So I throw my bag out reluctantly, hoping not to break my camera and shit. And then I jump out of the train on all these big-ass rocks and shit. And, yeah, whatever, I didn't get too fucked up. It kind of hurt my foot a little bit, but I ain't no bitch. So <laughs> so we were out of the train, you know, now we're in Roseville. Sick. And it's, like, midday, like, noon probably, and it's hot as fuck. Like, we thought it was hot in Reno, but Roseville, man, in the dead of summer, it gets really, really hot. And it's, like, 100 degrees, and we're just walking through town with our backpacks on, looking like some vagrant pieces of shit, because, once again, we stayed up all night. And uh, we're dirty and just looking real hobo-y. Looking like, looking like you don't want to invite us into your town. And I felt like Rambo when in the first Rambo when he pulled up into that town and then the uh, the cops are just fucking with him because he's like a homeless veteran dude and they're like, get the fuck out of my town. Because we had these cops pull up to us like first thing and ask us what the fuck we were doing there and, and uh, how we got there and just giving us the whole... The whole nine yards, you know, fucking investigating us and shit. I think they were looking for someone else, though, but they didn't They didn't arrest us or nothing. We weren't doing nothing. And then we walked, went to a pizza place, got some pizza, continued walking, and ended up chilling at, like, some college or something, some kind of campus where it was, like, there was somewhere to hang out for free. And uh, I met some dude there who was a musician. He was a, he was a Christian. Super nice guy. He invited us like over to his house for dinner and shit. We didn't go though. I don't know why, but I just remember him being a nice guy. Continued walking, and we're referring to the to the hop out guide at this point and trying to figure out where to go. We basically just walked all the way across fucking Roseville in the dead of summer in the fucking heat. And we're just beat. I remember being so tired and just worn out, hadn't slept. Hadn't done nothing, you know? And uh, we're trying to go to this spot that it tells you to go to in the hop-out guide. And we walk for hours, man, trying to get here. And we get to this spot, and it's just this giant field. Like a really shitty-looking field full of weeds. And there's one tree. And like a, a dugout fucking, like, trench around the tree that's pretty big. Maybe like 100 feet by 100 feet. And that's where the bums live. It's just the fucking bum area. So 
we're like chilling by this tree. It's the only shade, and it's like on the train yard property. So we're we're kind of hidden there, and that's why the hop out guide referred to it, um, as like the spot to hop out. But then we're looking at the train yard, and there's like fucking twenty different trains, like going all different directions. So we don't even know what train is the right train. Like we're seriously confused as fuck, and the guide doesn't really tell you. Because you don't know. And there's like 20 different tracks. And just all these different trains. So we're confused as fuck. And we know we can't hop out there during the daytime. Because there's just all these people driving up and down the trains. And like looking at them and just patrolling. You know, that's like someone's job to just drive up and down the train. And make sure no one's fucking with it. Or make sure the brakes work. And uh, do things to prevent like what happened in Nevada yesterday with the derailment. So there's a lot of maintenance and things that has to happen. Um, and we're just chilling there by this fucking tree, waiting for the train, trying to figure out our next move. And then we meet this guy, and uh, he walks up to us, and he's like a bummy dude, middle-aged, probably like 40s or something. And uh, he comes up, and his name's Mike. He introduces himself. Fucking asked us what we're doing. Said we're trying to hop a train. What are you doing? He said, fucking hey, I'm trying to hop a train. And um just becomes friends with us. Tell us his whole story. We called him Croatian Mike because he was from Croatia. And this dude was just a fucking train hopping veteran. Been doing it since like the early 90s and has train hopped all over the country multiple times and told us all these stories about what they used to do in trains. He said they used to bring fucking like couches and TVs and radios big coolers full of beer and just have a train party just going across the fucking country. And apparently things used to be more low-key and, like, easier to do back then. Now that they've heightened up security, got all these cameras and just all this shit that makes it a little more difficult. But uh, he was telling us about, like, the golden age of train hopping, you know, back when he was doing it and just having his whole train hopping crew with all his homies and shit, just other bums and stuff. And, uh... It was really interesting hearing all his stories. I mean, he had he had like dozens of these stories. And uh, Matt was fucking eating it up because he loves hopping trains. That's like his shit. Like some people go camping. Some people go hiking. Or some people go on vacation to fucking Cancun or whatever. Like Matt wants to hop a train. Like if he gets some time, he wants to just fucking do some bum shit life shit. And he wants to fucking... You know, even though he's like an electrician now and makes good money and stuff and smart motherfucker, but he just loves hopping trains. So that's his shit. So the stories that Croatian Mike had to tell were really interesting. <clears throat> and, uh, <coughs> excuse me, dying over here. Let me take a drink. <clears throat> now, super nice guy. Now, night, night is falling now. And, uh. There's like a paper factory close to us and it has all this cardboard and like shredded paper and stuff. And then uh, good old Mike goes over there and gets us all some cardboard to lay on so we don't have to lay in the dirt. So we don't got to get all dirty. I'm like, wow, what a guy, man. That's you, He didn't have to do that. So, you know, bums look out for each other, man. It was fucking, you got to be a team out there and shit. You know, criminals look out for each other, man. If you see cops, give a signal. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> we're chilling on the cardboard, and we don't know what we're doing, where we're going, and we're trying to figure out what train to hop on. 
Now, we ain't got no train like the one we rode there. There's no, like, open boxcars. <clears throat> so the way that you got to ride the train if there's no open boxcar is you could ride on these things called grainers. Now, what a grainer is, it's full of some sort of grain, like fucking corn or uh, or whatever, I think. You can put all sorts of shit in there, but it's a different type of train car. And uh, there's also the tankers, too, that have, like, oil or whatever vegetable oil it could be anything and um you can ride on these grainer cars but it's really shitty and you're like totally exposed and you're in between the two cars so you're not even inside the train at all you're just in between the two train cars like where they link up but you there's enough room for you to like lay down there but they can totally see you now there's another way you can do it too which if is uh they got these trains where they stack the fucking boxcars up like too high. So there's two of them. And you know, they're like 20, 30 feet high or whatever. Pretty big. But in between those, there can be ones where it's like there's a little space in between the fucking cars. And there's like this big trough type thing. And it's huge, actually. And you could hang your hammock up and just chill in there. And that's what Matt did coming across the whole entire country. So he was just chilling, like, in between the cars on some fast-ass trains that go, like, 80 miles an hour or whatever. And he's just chilling in his hammock, like, in between them, having a good old fucking time. And, but we didn't have either of those at this point. All we had was grainers. And we're like, fuck it, we're already here, you know? It's, like, 3 in the morning. Still no sleep, by the way. So now we're going off, like, two days with no sleep. And, um... We're like, fuck it. Well, let's just hop on the train. And then Croatian Mike said he's going to do it too, but he's going to go like hop on at a different location so there was less chance of getting caught. I think he knew we were amateurs. Maybe. I feel like Matt's kind of a vet, but this guy was like a vet vet. You know, like he knew what the fuck he was doing. So he didn't want to have us cramping his style, but he hooked us up with the cardboard, so he was cool. So me and Matt go to fucking hop on the train and keep in mind, the patrol dude is still going back and forth constantly, and he's, like, shining the light on all these different spots. And we're like, fuck it, what do we have to lose? We're already here, you know? So we go, and we hop on this train car, and I still remember exactly what it looked like. It was a white, grainer, big metal monstrosity. And the place where we were chilling was in between the cars, like I said, and there was, like, this little three-inch piece of steel plate that surrounded the thing and that was like our border so even when you lay on it your whole body is exposed and anyone could fucking see you and it was cold as fuck at this point like it got really hot during the day and then the temperatures just dropped off and I didn't bring a jacket or anything I brought like a little flannel which was like nothing and so me and Matt are just laying there on our cardboard like a bunch of fucking dumbasses just completely exposed. Like, if anyone walked by, they would totally see us. And it was pathetic. And uh, we're just laying there like, dude, this sucks, you know? Like, I hope I hope we'll be okay or whatever. And at this point, dude, like, I didn't even... I was thinking about how much... How cold I would be once the train started going. Like, I was going to be freezing once this shit started going. Because I'm just completely exposed to the wind now. I ain't got no jacket. I haven't slept in two days, and uh, the, the train hopping life is looking less and less appealing at this point. I'm tempted to fucking call it quits, but I couldn't. 
I was like, nah, I'm not going to be a pussy and just leave. Like, I'm already here, so I'm going to go. And, uh, well, we're sitting there for like 30 minutes, maybe, maybe an hour. And I have all these thoughts going through my head. Like, what am I doing with my life, man? What the fuck? This is retarded. And uh, the fucking, the bull comes driving by. Actually, you know what? I don't think he was a train cop. He was just some dude who worked for the train company. But he can call the train cops on you and, like, detain you till they get there. And he rolls right up to us, and he's just like, dude, you guys got to go. <laughs> and we're like, okay, sorry, thanks. You know, kind of, he's letting us off easy, but he totally saw us. And it was kind of hard to miss us, honestly. Like, if you drove by, you would see us, like I said three times before. But, uh, so now we got caught, and we're just like, ah, fuck it. And we just leave. It's like four in the morning now. Where the fuck do you go in Roseville at four in the morning on like a Monday or whatever? I forget what day it was. So we're fucked. And we're just walking around, just barely alive, exhausted. And we decided to go to Denny's because where else, where else would you go at a time like that? Went, had a nice breakfast. Um, started plotting our nice next move. We stayed there for like two or three hours too because we had nowhere else to go. We are fucking exhausted. And Denny's is nice for that because it's open 24 hours a day. So actually we ate Denny's before we left too. So Denny's is a common theme in this story. And uh, well, the only thing we could do was buy a bus ticket. So I bought some bus tickets on my phone, went to the bus station, waited there for fucking days, like another five hours. And um, we're actually right next to the train yard then, too, which was kind of funny. But, yeah, then we the bus eventually gets there after waiting forever, and then the bus is completely filled up. Like, there's no seats for us. Actually, no, there was room enough for one person to sit down. And then <laughs> the other person had to just stand. I was like, how the fuck do you get away with this? How did you sell so many tickets where a guy has to stand on the bus? Now, this is not normal in America. In Southeast Asia... Yeah, that shit happens all the time. They get as many people on the bus as possible. But in America, you'd think everyone would have a seat. So Matt had to sit in the bathroom the whole time. And I sat in a seat. But I think Matt had the the better idea because he just slept in the bathroom. And uh, I was just, I couldn't sleep. I don't know. But eventually a couple people got off at some stop and then Matt got a seat too. And then back in Reno. There it was. That's my train hopping story. That's about that's about where it ends, man. And I don't know if there's a moral to the story or I had a big epiphany about life. Nope, just hopped a train, man. Did some bum shit. And it was tight. And I wouldn't I wouldn't uh I wouldn't take it back or give it back. Well, I don't know how to say that, but it was cool. So, you know. Now I can do that. And I got some cool footage of it, made a little video, put it to a Johnny Cash song. And uh now I can say I've done that. I'd be down to do it again. I don't know if Matt's down. I, I don't want to do it alone. Matt did it alone, though, from all over the fucking country. He also told me some stories of, like, other kids who would hop trains. He'd be at some spot, and there'd just be, like, 20 or 30 kids, and they all got dogs and shit. Like, people do some crazy shit. I don't know. I don't want to sound like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I just did it once, but there's kids who do it for years and years. Kids I grew up with, um, this kid Mike, Mikey Seaver, who sadly passed away relatively recently. 
he was a vet, man, just doing some wild shit. I think my homie Tim was doing that for a while, too. And then I had this friend whose name was Christina. And, man, she was doing that for years and eventually passed away because of it. And let me tell you this story just in case you're thinking of doing it, just as a safety reminder. She was in, this is a terrible fucking story, man, but I got I to gotta tell it just so you know the dangers of it because it's no joke. A lot of people die doing this. They were hiding in this boxcar, her and some friends, and it was full of these giant steel beams. Now, I think they were in like Alabama, somewhere down south, because they get around, man. You you hop a train, go to a city, chill for a while, panhandle, play some music, fucking do some bump shit, drink some beers, I don't know. Hop on a train, go somewhere else. People do this for years. Once it gets cold up north, you go down south. Now, they're in like Alabama or whatever, in this boxcar full of these giant metal beams, these like eye beams And the train is linking up cars and like replacing cars or whatever. And when they do that, the train cars smash together and it's really abrupt and it's a lot of force, you know? So shit shakes around. Well, they're in there hiding and the train links up with another car and causes these big ass beams to fall over and like go tumbling down. And they fucking came down and crushed my friend, dude. Fell right on her stomach or something, dude. Like, fucking cut her in half, basically, because they were so heavy. And what the fuck, right? Isn't that crazy? Like, dude, poor girl, man. I think her friends, like, ditched her. There was nothing you could do. Like, they knew she was fucked. And, like, if they were to get caught, I don't know. I'm not making excuses for anyone. I wasn't there, and I don't know exactly what happened. I just know that she got crushed by these big-ass beams. And she was a super nice chick, fucking always cool as fuck to me. And just one of those punk chicks who was just down as fuck, you know? Like, I love those people, man. I think that shit's cool as fuck. And uh, so this one's dedicated to Christina. Rest in peace, Christina Givens, the homie. Um, That's my train hopping story, you know? Hate to end on a sad note, but you gotta know the dangers, man. It ain't all fun and games out there, so... Yeah, I'm trying to think if I have anything else to say. No, that's about it. But, um, fucking A. That's my story. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, go out and hop, go out and hop a train yourself, you know. Get your hands on one of those hop-out guides. But don't blow it up, you know. Don't tell anyone I fucking told you. Or else I'm gonna have some fucking train hopping people come and try to beat my ass or something for giving away their secrets. So, you know, that shit's super underground, man. You got to keep it on on the DL, you know what I'm saying? But uh, thank you so much for listening. Once again, David Castle with the Knowledge with Homage podcast. I'm going to send you away with a cool song. Y'all have a great day. Do cool shit. Uh, be good to your families. Say what up to your friends. Check up on your friends. Make sure they're doing well and shit. Everybody needs a friend once in a while. Because you never know when uh, your day could be the last day. You don't know what people are going through and shit. Suicide awareness. You know, people people are freaking out there, man. Life's tough. Which is why you got to go take a, uh, take a vacation. You know, go hop a train. Treat yourself, man. Fucking buy yourself an ice cream, man. Do whatever the fuck you got to do, okay? All right, I'm out of here. Peace out. Coming. 
ってるのまだ」